0: what is up everybody welcome back to the make it happen podcast with myself nolan ulm today we got the guy eric brooks on the podcast a receiver for fresno state currently he's balling out this year 34 receptions 485 yard receiving and four touchdowns through the air through five weeks they're doing a great job he's doing a great job and more importantly than that he's got an incredible story he's walk on turned full scholarship turned team captain turned starter. I could keep going on and on about Eric, but I really enjoyed this conversation. It was a great one. Super excited for you guys to tune in. Thank you all so much again for your support. I hope you enjoy and get a ton of value. Keep making it happen. Without further ado, here is Eric Brooks.
1: You know, I, I relate to you a lot, man. Like Coming out of high school, not super highly recruited, and you've kind of come onto the scene as, as this work that you've put in his compounded like compound interest. Yeah. So talk to me like growing up were you talented in sports and and kind of like where does your love from football stem from? Take me back to the beginning. So growing up I had
2: to play I had to play some sort of sport. So you know my parents didn't want to have me just sitting around the house doing nothing. So they put me in they said I had to play, you know, some sports during the summer, um like spring summer and then you know fall winter. So I ended up playing um I played soccer, uh, baseball, football, and basketball. So I played those four sports. And they said I had to end up picking two of them um, that I really liked. So I ended up sticking with football and basketball. So I played all those sports. I played football and basketball all the way up until I got to high school. So when I got to high school, I'm like, okay, I need to focus on, you know, one of them. And I just ended up sticking with football. I figured I, you know, not being the tallest guy, the biggest guy, that would probably be my best option. Mm-hmm. And I just love football. You know, I started playing when I was about six. I started playing flag football. And I just loved it. Um, you know, I started off as a running back, made the switch to receiver when I got to about, probably say like 11, 12 years old, End up switching to receiver. But no, I feel like I've always been kind of talented, um, you know, in pretty much any sport that I play, um, kind of fast, you know, uh, shifty, stuff like that. So it translates to pretty much all the sports I ended up playing. Um, but I mean, for the most part, you know, like being in the position that I'm in where, I had to come out of high school and didn't have a lot of recruiting and stuff like that. Um, not a lot of interest since I was a smaller guy. Um, it really just yeah, so came down.
1: To- talk a little bit about that though. Like So when you were coming out of high school, did you just have like a bunch of like PWOs or what did that look like? So really, the only, I had a, I want to say I had
2: a preferred walk on spot. I, so the only preferred walk on spot I had was here at Fresno State, actually. And I had a little bit of interest from Montana State. Um, okay. I forgot what coach was there at the time. Um, but I had a little bit of interest from there. I didn't know if they were going to offer me or not, but that was like the first school that I talked to. But then once it started kind of getting closer to signing day and I didn't really have anyone, um, I actually took a visit up here with one of my teammates from high school. His name was Richard Cage. Um, he went on his official business. I just came up here with him. Um, and I had been talking to um, coach Moore and coach Teff for a little bit. And I came up here and they said, um, you know, the biggest thing for me was trying to, uh, get some weight on me because I was really light coming out of high school. So just get some weight and that they would, um, you know, they had a walk-on spot for me. So, um, you know, I talked to my dad. He said, you could either go Juco or, uh, you know, walk on up here and take your chances. And so he said, either way, you're going to have to put on weight wherever you go. So I said, you know, I'll just take my take my chances and walk on up here at Division One, because I felt like that, you know, that's where I could play at. And, you know, I just try to keep my head down, keep working, and, and end up where I'm at right now.
1: Yeah. So how much... You know, Coach Pat told me, but how much did you weigh when you first came in, and then how much do you weigh now?
2: So, when I first came up on my visit with my teammate, I was probably like one forty-two, coming at like senior year of high school, probably like one hundred forty-two pounds. Then I came up here. Well, right now I weigh probably about one seventy-three. I'd, I'd be like between one seventy-three and one seventy-five through there. Wow,
1: that's man. So, yeah. crazy, man! So yeah. you you were hitting them gainer shakes. Yeah, lot, had man. to, had to, no doubt. Two That's awesome. Day. So it it's like your journey, man, you've been in some pretty talented rooms. And so I think you have a, it, it's so awesome to see you popping off this year and even the things that you did last year, but talk to me. Cause I've been there before. You're in a room with a bunch of NFL caliber dudes. What was your, you know, your approach to a loaded room like that and like really kind of having to be patient, but obviously you're pushing for your time, but it's tough cuz these guys ahead of you are are older than you, they've been there longer and they came in as full guys, right? So like talk a little bit about like earning your stripes and and your mindset that k- kept you, you know, there now in a position to still succeed, you know, in your senior year.
2: Yeah, so, you know, coming in I had guys like Keyshawn Johnson, who was really big. Um, Jameer Jordan was another guy here that, you know, put up some good numbers, but you know, I've had, I've been around a lot of uh, successful guys in in the receiver room here at Fresno State. Um and I feel like the biggest thing for me Trying to, you know, try like you said, trying to earn, earn my stripes, playing time, stuff like that, just the respect of those guys is to just, you know, conduct myself as if, you know, I am one of those guys. So, you know, mm. trying to um, know every position on the field, trying to be, you know, one of the hardest working guys out there. Um, even though I was young, I was still trying, you know, uh, hang with the guys during the runs, um, lift as much as I could. You know what I mean? Try to try to be one of the stronger guys in the weight room, uh, be on time to everything. Um, and I think that was big for me trying to trying to be a detailed guy like that that's what really got me on the field the quickest is is knowing my assignment and knowing my job and just just being in the right place at the right time and I feel like just if you can do that then you have a shot to you know be successful at any level
1: right so I've also yeah I've been told to kind of off of that it's interesting you mentioned that I've been told you've been you know one of the best in your approach to the meeting room and specifically your ability to take, from what was talked about in the meeting and apply it to the field directly? What, and I know you just talked about it now, but if you were to dig a little deeper on that, like what is your approach to the meeting room? And then also like what allows you to really go apply it? Because I think a lot of guys have difficulty doing that. Like, is there a specific intent that you have or mindset or like process? So
2: it it took me a little bit um, to really understand football like at a college level because you know obviously high school to college is is, it's a really big difference between trying to understand understand you know full schemes and then what defenses are trying to do um so as I got older and as I started you know maturing a little bit um through my through my years of college um you know when I get in the meeting room I like to I always like to I try to take as many like little notes as I can about certain details that would help me here and here um but yeah the biggest thing for me is just trying to Understand how the route concept and the play is trying to attack a certain defense. So if I can understand that and understand how I fit into the big picture of the whole scheme. Um, so how my route affects someone else's route outside of me or inside of me, wherever I'm at. That helps me go out there and and remember what I have to do and how I have to do it a certain way. Um, it just makes it a little bit easier that way, trying to think of big picture instead of just, you know, what you have. Right.
1: So. You know, you've had a lot of really, really good games, especially this year. Now, this is probably going to be a tough question for you, but if you were to pin down a favorite game from your career so far, and I think I have a feeling on which one it's going to be, but what would that what would that game be?
2: Uh, my favorite career games for sure Purdue, mm. um, just because I feel like that was the game that showed people, like, what I was really about and what I could do when given the opportunity um and obviously um you know it took a while but it's just something that i feel like um that i've always been capable of doing and so i know it shocked a lot of people um a lot of people that don't really know me so i feel like the people that knew me and knew what kind of work i put in uh, throughout all my years and just this off season in general and in my preparation for that whole week um that they kind of knew it didn't surprise them that i was going out there and doing what i did so i'd say that game for sure um but yeah, man, being not being able to go out there and just have that performance, um, I just feel like it just showed, um, you know, just all the hard work that I put in throughout all these years.
1: Yeah, and so even when you're playing the game, man, I noticed it when we played. Like you play with some juice, some energy, some passion that is pretty rare to see from other people and just anyone in general. Like where where does that passion come from, that fire in you? Because even right now, I know you're calm and stuff, but like you get it rocking when it's time to get it rocking, like. Where does that come from?
2: I just try to go out there and have as much fun as I can. Like I just try to think of it like the biggest thing for me when I when I make that switch, it's like I'm in the position right now that I've always dreamt of being in. So, you know, being being able to play Division I college football is a blessing in itself. So being able to wake up and practice every day. But um, you know, being able to be out there in in front of the, you know, in front of all your friends, family that are in the um in the stands watching you and just the fans in general. So just reminding myself that when I was a kid, you know, running around the house, acting like I was pouring touchdowns and stuff that I'm actually, you know, living my dream right now. And that just allows me to go out there and try to have as much fun as possible and play with that energy and
1: passion. Yeah. I love that. That's a really cool, it's a cool frame. <laughs> so obviously getting to where you're at now, you've had to go through probably quite a few failures. I'm, I'm, I'm just assuming because yeah. like myself, you know, it's, it's a, it's a sometimes a rockier journey to the top than a lot of people realize. Right. Mm-hmm. So You know, I ask a lot of people this question, but, you know, Michael Jordan says it's all the cliche stuff, like failure is a a part of success. It's not the opposite of success. But what – when you look back on your journey to this point right now, like what's one of your favorite failures that you've had?
2: So i definitely say my redshirt freshman year. um, That was actually the year I had got one of my first uh, receptions in college. So I remember I caught a slant going across the middle, caught it – it was like a seven yard catch. So I was pretty excited about that. That was my first time getting in the game, um, you know, making a little bit of an impact no matter how many yards it was. Um, so I was feeling good about that. So then the next week I was in the, uh, I was in the game plan a little bit more, um, you know, I had a couple more routes. <clears throat> and I remember I ran this one route, it was it was a little rub route we were supposed to run. Um, and I came off the ball, it was third down, I came off the ball too fast and messed up the rub. So I ran into my own guy. I didn't give him enough time to work for me. Um, so I remember coming to the sideline, they were, um, you know, the coaches were a little upset that I ran it too fast. They were like, it's hard to, you know, come back out there, um, you know, fix it the next time. <clears throat> um, so they told they told me, just forget about it. So I run the next play um, a couple drives later. Um, I'm running a little, you know, corner route or whatever. And so I'm getting like catch man. I ended up running the route and ended up slipping on it. Um, and I kind of messed up my ankle a little bit. Um, so I just remember that, like that was one of my worst, worst performances coming out there. And I was pretty excited about going out there because I knew I was in the game plan more. So I was excited to just get out there and, you know, try to get a couple more catches. And I just remember after that game, you know, I wasn't in the game plan as much. So um, it kind of, you know, messed up with my, with my confidence a little bit, just knowing that I didn't know if they had still believed in me as much and knowing I could do. But, you know, I kind of just had to take that to the chin and just realize that, okay, um, you know, where did I where did I mess up at. So I went back, watched the tape. <clears throat> and I just realized that, you know, I was trying to play I was trying to play too too quick, too. I wasn't under control. I wasn't under control um, of myself. So I had to go back and just realize that, okay, I need to figure out how I can slow this game down a little bit so I'm not playing out of control and too fast. So I feel like that was my biggest my biggest failure, and it helped me bouncing back into the 2020 year, even though it was COVID. Um, I was able to come out fall camp and and make a couple more plays and stuff like that, and I was able to, um, you know, get into some real game action and show them that I could – you know, start doing some good things like that. And I just feel like each year after, after 2019, I kept taking little steps of of getting better and better to, to where I'm at right now.
1: Mm. And so kind of off of that too, like, even now when you have an MA or you drop a pass, cause whatever, we're not, we're not yeah. perfect. Yeah. How do you respond in those moments? Like, what are you thinking? How do you pick yourself back up? Cause even in that moment right there, like you picked yourself back up. And I see a lot of receivers, it's pretty difficult for them to respond from you know, mess ups, because, you know, D-line, like, you know, if a guy gets locked up on the line of scrimmage, you don't really notice it. But if you screw up at receiver, yeah. everybody's going to notice it, right, especially when the ball yeah. is thrown your way. So what's your approach to to MAs, drops, all those <clears throat> things?
2: So, you know, it, it wasn't easy for me at first. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, I used to really take it hard on myself whenever I got, you know, locked up or dropped a pass or ran the wrong route or stuff like that. But, um, you know, we have uh, our special teams coach, Coach Baxter, um when we were doing this little these meetings during fall camp he was just telling us a big saying that we use is so what now what (laughs) so good or bad you know you make a good play it's you know so what now what we're on to the next um but it really helps me during the bad play I mean if I have a drop or something like that it's just and it's it's good that our kind of our whole team picks up on it because you hear them yelling from the sideline, so what now what um and it's just that you know that mindset that it's just like okay that plays over with got to move on to the next um and you know coach Coach Pat has a saying too that he just started telling us um, it's next play is my best play. So good or bad, like, like I just said, you know, next play is my best play that plays in the past. And, you know, trying to trying to change my mindset to that, whatever just happened, there's nothing I can do about it now. So I can't let that play beat me twice. I got to go make another one. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's the biggest thing for me.
1: Mm. That's good stuff. Can't let it beat you twice. I like that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a steal that from you, man. I I have to. (laughs) So you know, you you have so many kids looking up to you. Even when we were at the game, you know, Coach Pat's uh, sons, they were saying you were their favorite player. And, and just my little interaction with that, you know, when you look at some of these young athletes and even guys that are a little bit older, maybe heading into college, maybe they're walk-ons. What advice do you have to those players coming out?
2: Man, I'd say just try to try to, try to get in that playbook as much as you can and, and, and really learn it because I feel like that's the biggest separating factor between a lot of guys. Cause I've seen a lot of guys come in and, the, and they're really good. like They can play, but they just can't, you know what I'm saying, they don't understand how they fit into the to the scheme of things or they have a lot of mental mental errors, missed assignments. And that's honestly the biggest thing that keeps people off the field is, is not the talent, it's the, you know, that they don't know what they're doing when they're out there or the coaches always have to get on them and, and try to remind them what to do. <clears throat> so I feel like as a, as a young athlete coming up, walk on whatever, wherever you are, um, scholarship, whatever it is. Um, if you can if you can learn that playbook and know your assignment, know your alignment. And then after that, you just go out there and, and give 100 percent effort each and every play. Um, then, you know, good things will happen. And another big thing is to just just go out there and don't take anything for granted. Just just keep working. Um, you know, I didn't know when I was going to get a scholarship or anything like that. You know, I always hoped it was going to be, you know, the next day, the next day. I was hoping I was, it was right there, but I didn't really see that in that end, you know, that finish line of of a scholarship. Mm. Um, so, you know, I think the biggest thing is to just show up every day and just keep working and, and trust yourself and believe in yourself and know that, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: That's good stuff. I know, because even I, I think about it, too. I know with you, you obviously have aspirations to go to the NFL and you're going to go yeah. play in the NFL. And I, I even hear it guys just get so bent up when they're not producing before, you know, like, cause there is a certain pressure. You've got to get certain numbers to get looked yeah. at by these scouts. And so I think that's so good to hear. And, and even for you, like I'm interested to hear, like, were there times where you were kind of frustrated or, or maybe not even frustrated, but like, man, like, I got to get certain amount of numbers or were you, did you always kind of trust that it was going to come? <clears throat> so, I mean, I feel
2: like I always kind of like just trusted that, you know, like, yeah, I'm out here making plays, Um, you know, I'm kind of splitting time a little bit, doing this and that, coming in, you know, third down situations, Um, just trying to make as many plays as I can whenever the ball came to me. Um, But I just kind of always had it in my head that like, okay, like when I get the chance to be, you know, the guy that, you know, everyone's looking to um, and that guy in the offense that can, you know, really make plays that. I'm gonna make the most of it when I get my chance to. So that was really my mindset. Um, you know, after after uh, the 22 two, the 2022 season especially. So after we had just played Washington State, um, going home, um, and it was in January. I remember um, I got my notepad and I just wrote down my goals that I had for this season because um, I'm really big in manifestation. So um, I just wrote my goals down to make sure that they're written down that I know what they are. So I never want to forget them took a picture of them, sent my phone. I always look at them just to make sure that I'm reminding myself of what I need to do. But no, I, I feel like I never had any doubts. Um, and that's something I could actually say that um, I believe that I put the work in um, throughout all these years and this off season that, like I said, when I, when I was going to get my chance that I was going to make the most of it.
1: Right. Okay. Let's not, now that you've said that I gotta, because I'm on the same wavelength as, as you with the manifestation stuff. Let's go just like a little bit down that. Rabbit hole, because I haven't had too many people talk about that uh, when I've when I've been talking to them on the show. What so you write down the goals. Do you have any other processes that you do? So you said you read them daily, but like, have you kind of always been into that? Where'd you get that from?
2: <clears throat> so it's weird. I actually started. I actually started kind of getting into that during COVID, you know, when we were in the house and lockdown and stuff like that. It wasn't a lot to do. Um, so I actually started getting I forgot who, who put me onto that. It was one of my friends from back home. But he had put me on, we, you know, we were on the game, just talking about stuff um, on the PlayStation, just talking on a party and stuff like that. Um, and so he had put me onto that. So I'm like, okay, um, you know, just like, right, you know, actually speaking into existence, is pretty much the biggest thing, um, writing your goals down, you know, putting them out there into the universe, you know, getting that positive energy. And so then I started thinking, I'm like, okay, well, I can apply this to, you know, stuff that I do. So I want to, I want to do so-and-so in football. So. I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that this gets done. So I'm writing it down. <clears throat> and then, you know, before the game, the night before the game, whenever I'm out there on the field, I'm just saying to myself, like, okay, this is it. I'm gonna do this and that. Just, you know, trying to build that confidence and just put it on, put it in the air, put the energy into the air and just believing that it's already happened so that I can go do it. Um, and it's crazy because before the Purdue game, you know, we're going, we're doing our little walk on the field and stuff like that. Um, just trying to get where the play clocks and everything at. So I'm just walking around the field. And I just, you know, I'm talking to my roommate. I'm like, yeah, like, I can feel like I'm about to go for, like, 150 tomorrow. So, okay. So then I go see – we go back to the hotel. My dad comes to the hotel. We're just doing our little family time and stuff like that. So I'm talking to my dad. Um, He's like, "Um, you going to have a good game tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. He was saying, uh, hopefully you go for, like, 100 or something. I said, no, like, I'm going to go for 150. So, like, you know, just just saying those things, like, really believing it. So I feel like that's the biggest thing. Like you got to really believe that what you're putting out is going to happen.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's good. So do you, do you ever before games, do you have a process or even a week? Like, do you have a a goal for each week or is it kind of just the same year goal that you're kind of coming back to?
2: I really think it's it's the same yearly goal. Um, The same yearly goals that I set for myself at the beginning of the year. Um, try not to go into each week with a, with a, with a certain set amount. Um, it was really just that first week just because that was, like, the week that I wanted everyone to see what I could do. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's really just trying to get that that yearly – that that end goal for me. So, you know, my biggest thing each week is just try to go out there and just make as many plays as I can. Um, you know, before the game, I'm always saying, like, I go to the end and I pray. I'm just saying um, I pray I can make all the plays that I can and if I don't. You know, just go make the next one. That's all I say. Mm. Um, and try to make as many plays as I can and, and just leave it all out there.
1: Yeah. Next play or best play. I yeah. love that. Okay. So man, that's, that's, that's good. I'm really like, I really appreciate you for bringing that up because yeah. I've always wanted to talk about it on here and there's not many people that, that are either doing that or if they do, they, they kind of keep it to the side, but it's so good, man. There's going to be so many people that get so much value from this. So I, so I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, last couple of questions here when you know you're a team captain mm-hmm. and so before the game or, or even just practices like what what's your kind of approach to leadership and you know obviously like you're producing and stuff but we've been it's been really focused on on you as a player and I kind of want to just talk about you as a leader real quick like what's your approach to leadership did you kind of fall <laughs> into that role and then like like I said in the beginning of this question, like when you're in games, when you're in practices, like what's your what's your thought process with that or how you approach leading the team?
2: So it's kind of weird because I feel like when a lot of people think a leader, they think of guys is loud and stuff like that. And that's not really me. Um, you know, I, I talk a lot to the guys and stuff like that and joke around with them a lot, but my 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 real approach to leading is more, you know, doing it by example is as, as cliche as that sounds. But I mean I feel like a lot of guys on the team kind of pick up on what I'm, you know, the kind of energy and stuff that I'm putting out there Mm -hmm. um, to, you know, make sure we're focused and make sure we're dialed in, you know, making sure that, oh, yeah, we can laugh and joke around and stuff like that. But when it's time to go, like it's time to go um, during practice. And and during the games, I'm a little bit more vocal, you know, on the sidelines talking to them during the games, encouraging guys, stuff like that. But, you know, I'm a real lead by example guy. So when I'm out there, I'm trying not to make any mistakes, trying to, uh, you know, just play with that energy, keep going hard, um, not take any plays off and just show those guys that, you know, if the, you know, the main guy is doing that, then the other guys will follow along. Um, but yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's really what I do.
1: Mm. Yeah. No, I love that too. Cause I am one of those loud guys. And so it's, it's cool to hear and I've been around some of the best leaders I've been around have been like that. And I think, even you know like kind of I don't know if you tuned into that with that Oregon game at all the Oregon and Colorado game but I saw one of the clips from that the head coach when he said we talk with our uh, pads and we're rooted in uh, sustenance like like that is so awesome you know like that that's really what it all is is about though like you speak a lot louder with your actions and that's been I get that vibe from you right like I'm, I'm, I'm you know, trying to get all this stuff out of you, but a lot of it is just like, if we put a camera on you, that would probably be the best podcast episode because it's just how you live your life. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, so
2: like, it's not a lot of, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a lot of, a lot of like, Hey, come on. Like we got to do this and yelling at guys and trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not always the one breaking down the huddle. Like we have a lot of guys on office that break down the huddle and stuff like that. I'm, I'm a, I'm a guy that, you know, people see, okay, he's going about his business. Okay. You know he doesn't get in trouble a lot. He's doing what he's got to do. He's he's here on time. He's doing this. He's here early. He's staying late. So you know, see those those are the kind of things that I try to do. People you know tend to pick up on those things, and and you know, kind of showed how I got you know I got voted team captain by you know my guys, and I love those guys, and I go out there and do anything for them. So
1: yeah. So last couple questions here. I'm interested to hear just a little bit because we've been talking all ball. Like, what are some of your passions outside of football and what are some of the endeavors as you get into your pro career and then once your pro career is over that you kind of want to get into uh and anything in in that realm
2: um I mean my biggest thing is I I want to stay around ball so anyway coaching but a big thing of mine I want to try to you know open up like a a training facility of my Mm -hmm. own to be able to you know train football not even just football guys train athletes you know from all sports basketball football baseball softball soccer like just have something that, you know, I can get a bunch, a, a group of guys, get in there. And we just, you know, we're training athletes from, you know, all, all type of ages, just trying to get them ready for their sports. Because um, I think that's cool when, when you can, you know, you can help the youth like that and give back to the community.
1: Yeah, that's really cool, man. So the name of the podcast, obviously, you see it as the Make It Happen podcast.
0: Yeah.
1: When I say make it happen, or just when you hear that, like, what does it mean to Eric Brooks to make it happen?
2: Go out there and and just do what you got to do, no matter what. Um, Whatever you got to do to to accomplish the mission, whatever your mission is, then you're not going to stop until you get it done. So, I mean, rain or shine, whatever it is, you're going to go out there and, and, like you said, make it happen regardless.
0: There you guys go. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Go check out my website, nolanolan.com. Go check out my Instagram, all the social medias to stay tapped in. I'm putting out content for you to be your best self. If you are a young athlete that's looking to go to the next level, go check out my other podcast, Next Level Football Podcast. And also check out Make It Happen Performance on Instagram. we got the speed program, the elite speed blueprint to get you to the best athlete that you can be. And we want to see more athletes going to the next level. So thank you guys so much again. Stay tuned for the next t-shirt drop. We're we're a long ways out now. Just did a new one. But if you want to be the change shirt and, and stay tuned, we got some other clothing options coming out as well. So I hope that you guys, again, enjoyed. Please share this around. Thank you so much again. And let me know what you guys think. I want feedback. So continue to make it happen. Continue to have an incredible, extraordinary life. Because why live an ordinary life when you can live an extraordinary one?